0: hello and welcome to camera eats first my name is devin and i'm katherine and together we are two market girls we run a vegan youtube channel and a blog and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism how we make our recipes how we run our blog our favorite food content some vegan news and today we are going to dive into some of the platforms that we actually use to share our content because hello social media you're a scary place Also, hold on. Trigger warning. We're going to talk about suicide. Uh, Yeah, actually, trigger warning. We're going to talk about suicide, depression, anxiety, body image are all going to be topics discussed in this episode. Yeah. So this is because some research was discovered that Facebook actually did internally and didn't really obviously tell anybody about. But the Wall Street Journal has found some documents and done some stories on it. And it's the fact that Facebook slash Instagram know the impact they have on teenage girls and, um, body image, anxiety, depression, suicide. And they've known it for three years,
1: (laughs) like proven
0: knowing. And they're not really doing anything about it.
1: Yeah. Um, and also the study was specific to Instagram. It wasn't related to like social media in general. It's specific to Instagram app.
0: Yeah. Uh, because teenage girls aren't on facebook <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think it was something like i was watching i saw this first on cnn and then i went and looked it up elsewhere uh but i'm pretty sure it was something like 40 percent of instagram's users are under 22 years old
0: or something like that 40 percent
1: Versus, like, Facebook, where it's, like, 8% of the users are under 22 or something like that. It's a wild difference between the age groups who's using Facebook versus who is using Instagram.
0: Yeah, and then you get to TikTok, and it's, like... 12-year-olds. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, I think this, this came out, and, like, I think... I feel like everyone could have said for the last few years that it's obvious social media causes harm. But, like, to actually have... Proof by the company and the company knows about it and they're not doing anything about it.
0: <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, like, it's because they're just, like, obsessed with money and keeping the machine going, right? They can't change.
1: This is my thing, that I was talking to my parents about this. Why even do the research? Yeah. Like, why do the research to not do anything with it?
0: That's almost... That's worse than not doing the research.
1: Yeah, like, at least with like, if you didn't do the research, you could play dumb and be like, oh, you know, we didn't really know the impact this had. But you do. (laughs) And you're still doing it. Like, I'm not saying the solution is for social media not to exist. I think social media can exist in a responsible way. But it's still so new that there is no rules on social media.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how do we even compare it to other mediums? Because like every other medium... I only know it from a regulated standpoint. Although, like, movies had their, like, rating system that didn't come yeah. in at commercials
1: first. are regulated on what can be shown on certain networks. That, Like, if networks are geared towards children, there's certain commercials that can't be shown oh, on children's time. television. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of regulations in
0: the, like, media world. It's just not on social media. You would actually, you would think that any of the regulations that they are applying to marketing stuff and advertising why would that not yeah why would that not just translate directly over if you know the audience you know the demographic and i know it's not about the ads that are being shown on instagram it's the type of content so that it it would come down to the algorithm wouldn't
1: it yeah and sometimes it's not even the type of content like i don't want to blame content creators though some of them aren't doing great things (laughs) (laughs) like i don't want to put the blame on content creators being like you need to create better content that's suitable for everybody but like i also think it's just kind of the medium you get it at and the dose you get it at when you start seeing like you see all this um, everybody's amazing life within like two seconds of scrolling like I just think it's kind of like it's not necessarily always the content like because you could see content like that once if you like you could talk to somebody and they'd be like, oh, I'm going on all these amazing vacations. And like you might feel something in person too. be like, oh, that like I feel kind why am I not doing that? But like it's different when you're getting a million different people's lives all at once and it's all a highlight
0: reel. Exactly. I don't think we are really built to know this much about this many people we are not <laughs> i could
1: tell you that without any scientific proof we are not
0: and then i try to think like well we kind of grow up grew up we didn't really get into my space like we were too young for my space yeah right i want to say we were like the very last generation
1: where we can kind of remember before social media yeah but we also remember growing up partially with social media like i want to say social media started kind of uh T- like Facebook I feel like I remember people starting to get it a lot in grade eight
0: yeah because like high school it was very much there
1: yeah so I feel like grade eight was like that turning point year where social media I remember social media starting to become popular but we had a lot of years before that where we didn't have social media
0: yeah yeah and like Facebook I feel like was huge in high school and then you also had Tumblr kind of happening yeah Everyone had a Tumblr. Yeah, which was kind of also a whole vibe where you could get into a... And Twitter. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. We got onto Twitter in high school. But, like, what even was Twitter back then?
1: What even is Twitter now?
0: (laughs) Twitter back then, to me, felt like it was all about, like, did I get a tweet from a celebrity?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's the only way we were using Twitter. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: Um, and then Tumblr kind of had like all these different moods to it, depending on like what your vibe was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. Twitter or Tumblr kind of reminds me of like a blog meets Pinterest meets Facebook statuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like Tumblr could get into that side of um, negative body image stuff that we didn't even realize because just like the type of images that people would show and would get popular those could de- very much have a negative impact on someone who is young and impressionable and those were the kind of users on tumblr at the time too yeah at facebook i think it would be just a life comparison because i but you would be comparing yourself to what like your friends the more yeah Or the more popular kids in school if they were friends with you on Facebook. Unless
1: you were, like, one of those people that had strangers on Facebook, which I never – I like, Facebook was a place you make friends. Like, it's, like, the place
0: where you – Added friends you already knew. People you know in real life. Yes. Yeah. Like, you knew them enough to add them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's more of a sheltered experience (laughs) in a way. Yeah. In a way. But you still could compare yourself to, like – Oh, 100%. Other teenagers around you way more than you could have before Facebook, right? And I didn't even have Facebook in high school. I could only see it on Jesse's account. I was going to say,
1: I don't think I got, I mean, I got it in high school, but I didn't get it when everybody started getting it. I feel like I got it like grade nine or 10. I don't remember which one, but I remember distinctly in grade eight, everybody getting it and being like, whoa, I'm not <laughs> on Facebook. Should I be on Facebook?
0: Oh my gosh. No, I was always left out in high school. I didn't get it till university yeah i remember that
1: <laughs> was that for a reason you chose not to or your parents didn't want you
0: to no my parents wouldn't let me get it
1: okay that's what i feel like i remembered that but i wasn't positive but like yeah. thank you that's we now know that was the right decision
0: <laughs> more parents should have been doing that i think so or like what should they be doing now oh. I, th-
1: right that's the hard thing is like how does a parent control social media because first of all kids have phones earlier than they've ever had phones like I think we were also kind of the generation where people either got, like, I started having friends that got them early, but then also some people got them late. Like, I didn't get a phone until grade 12.
0: I I had one. I mean, just very basic, just so I could text my parents, be like, this is where I am.
1: So that they know you're still alive.
0: Yeah. So I feel
1: like we also, we had two pretty major things in our growing up where we could remember the time before, but would also remember people distinctly in like growing up years still had this thing be a major force
0: yeah yeah because also like the phones we're talking about in high school were not smartphones you were not you didn't have at least i didn't have an iphone or anything they were blackberries and like uh motorola yeah like there's no good apps on that
1: i remember so badly wanting a motorola But yeah, I thought this was like a very interesting discussion because I think we talk about this a lot and I think the world talks about this a lot, the effects of social media on this study specifically focused on teen girls, but obviously it also affects teen boys, like everybody. It literally affects everybody. I don't know why it's a shock to me that Facebook isn't doing anything. Yeah, I think more of... Okay, I think it's less of a... I think it's more of a shock that... Not only are they not doing anything, they're actively going against it, and they're trying to get Instagram into the hands of even younger people.
0: They're, like, lowering the age that you need to be to sign up?
1: I'm pretty sure, and then I'm pretty sure there's also, like, Instagram kids or something like that. There was something that they were doing that like, was very clearly they're trying to open the app up to kids, like, to younger kids.
0: Just, like, how there's YouTube kids? Is that what they're... I think so. I
1: could be wrong about specifically Instagram kids, but I know that they're in the, like, they're trying to open it up to more people, which, like, I'm sorry. Have you not done enough damage?
0: (laughs) It feels like we're getting into this time where people think that kids need to have everything that adults have but like that was never my impression growing up and
1: like since when is that ever a thing there's a reason you can only drink at a certain age there's a reason you can only drive at a certain age there's a reason you can vote at a certain age like there's we put these things in because kids can't make like mature decisions normally and like that's not anything against kids you're a kid you're not, su- you're not supposed to be able to make mature decisions all the time. And that's why there's rules to protect kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can understand YouTube kids existing because th- that is an entertainment platform.
1: And, and a lot of parents can put on, like, a YouTube video to, like, for educational or entertainment reasons. Like, I get that.
0: Yeah. And, like, that's not really being – like, actually, I don't know. But that's not so that kids can upload videos all the time, right? I feel like it's more so they can watch, but – maybe it's not maybe there's some it's a kid-friendly content studio (laughs) because that's what instagram would be right that's right because like how do you
1: passively use instagram and not post on it like oh i do it all the time no like (laughs) i do it too (laughs) but like it's just it's one of those things that i feel like it really it's the app that kind of sucks you in that you can't just be on you also have to create for you just feel like you need to create for or you feel bad when you're not posting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or you feel like, like I don't have anything interesting that I could post. So what is my life? Because
1: like I just I don't know. I can't imagine like I've never thought of even though I don't really post much on my personal account at all. Um, I hardly have a personal account. I use it for photography. Mm. <laughs> like, but like I I can't imagine somebody joining just to scroll an, inst- an app like Instagram. I wonder. I feel like because like to me, Instagram is the most accessible social media platform. All you have to do is take a photo. You don't need editing. Like you don't need to edit the photos. You don't need to edit a video. You don't need to do you don't need to really have anything extra. You don't need to have a lot of
0: time. You just take a photo and post it. I mean, Twitter, you just have to type your thoughts.
1: Yeah. 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 But I also feel like I don't know. I don't think that one's as Uh, it doesn't have as much satisfaction scrolling Twitter as it does on Instagram I don't know I don't I don't know what the age group of Twitter is I personally like Twitter even though it's like a dumpster fire half of the time oh yeah uh like I personally like Twitter but I don't imagine there's a lot of 12 year olds on
0: Twitter no Twitter definitely skews older now
1: like I don't think there's a lot of 12 year olds be like yeah I want to read a bunch of people's thoughts
0: no I feel like Twitter is millennial
1: yeah I feel like that's probably one of like the last the youngest age group that's probably has a prominent presence on the app yeah but though maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a bunch of twelve-year-olds on Twitter. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, and so Instagram, you think is the most accessible one that that age group is on? Yeah. Although TikTok is probably surpassing that.
1: Yeah. I honestly, I have so many questions. Like, I that app really shouldn't exist. Like, <laughs> TikTok, I have no problem with the actual like creating videos. Like, I don't have a problem with the app, but like. It is such a toxic
0: place. Because of the app or because of the way people are using the app? Like, what's making it toxic? The
1: way people are using the app. I think it's because people can so quickly go viral on it. So people do stupid things to go viral.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just, like, doing things for views.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like when you see somebody do something stupid and you're like, oh, my God, they got 100,000 likes. That's a powerful motivator to also do something stupid.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like if you're an adult and it's something really stupid you're like no don't that's not worth it don't do that but if you're a kid or you're younger you might be like oh i could do that But this is
1: the problem like even people you expect to be adults and know that (laughs) who in the moment probably do know that what, but, when you just get caught up and you see it time and time again, like even adults who know things like that are happening to them, where there is this mental health aspect to social media are still stupid sometimes and still do it. And, like, stupid's the wrong word because, like it's not always people's faults when you
0: see things. they just want the attention so bad, right? yeah,
1: it's just we just don't spend enough time really understanding. Or or maybe we do and we just don't do anything about it. The impact of all of this on everybody. Like when your whole life is surrounded by I want to go viral, that is not a good thing. Because you will do anything to go viral.
0: No, those are not great priorities. But those are also not new priorities. It's just that now they are on an elevated scale. Right. Because before it would have been I'll do anything to be popular in high school. Yeah. Right. That mentality has always been in a teenager or somebody growing up because like that is what you feel is the you most want important thing at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so now it's that except it's that unleashed beyond just your high school. And so some of us as we grow older, we realize, oh, no, don't want that i want less people to know me exactly but then you still have the people who are like wow the whole world i want the whole world to know me and now everybody has access to that power they're just trying to figure out how to harness it in some maybe harmful ways sometimes
1: well this is the thing too i feel like we have the experience of like i don't think either of us really got sucked into social media when we were younger i Doesn't seem like it, but like we still have the experience of thinking, oh, I want to kind of be on this app because everybody else is on it and all this stuff. But then we also have the experience of getting older and being like, why do I? (laughs) I I definitely don't want to share anything on this app. But I feel like we're underestimating how many adults don't have that feeling as they grow up. Even just like I know we're kind of getting off the research topic, but like family channels. Yeah, yeah. Like I,
0: like that is some of the most toxic content out there. And I used to watch like so many family vlogs when I was like in university and stuff, like the Shaytards and stuff, and like didn't question it at the time at all. Well, because you, like you just, you get caught up in it.
1: Like, I feel like there's something that I'm going to be watching today that in five years I'd be like, why did I watch that?
0: And it just feels like it's normalized across the platform so much, too. And even now, I see how many people share, like, so many parts of their day on Instagram or something like that. And I'm like, I like watching this, but I don't know how you do this. You know? It's such a conflicting feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I enjoy the content,
1: but like, I'm also like, oh my goodness, like, it's so much. Yeah. Is it literally always in the forefront of people's minds? Like, should I Instagram this <laughs> or should I share this, whatever platform it is?
0: For me, it's like a fleeting thought. Like, oh, I, sh- I could share that, but I won't. <laughs>
1: For me, it's normally I do something like, oh. I should have taken a photo yeah. of that.
0: <laughs> that too. But I'm kind of okay with that cuz I don't really I love that. Yeah, I don't think I want to become that person who needs to share everything on any of the platforms. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I mean, we already share more than some people because we have a whole YouTube channel and a podcast and we have we share our personalities on
1: in, so, on YouTube specifically a lot. We don't necessarily share our life but
0: we don't really share our private lives, you know?
1: No, we definitely... I mean, other than people know who I'm dating. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I think that that's okay, but I feel like that's not the norm because if you don't do that, then you don't really grow the same kind of following or audience that's attached to you. Like, our audience likes us, but they don't know much about us, so we're just kind of like... Yeah, we're-, we're
1: losing out on, um, like... <laughs> For lack of a better word, I'm going to use marketing word brand loyalty because we don't share like, oh, I not again, nothing against people who do do whatever makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like because we're not p- pulling up our phone and posting about our family dinner or whatever, <laughs> like um, which is fine. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I I'm, I'm, do whatever you need to do to make your put your mental health first and your life first like just make sure you enjoy your life not at the cost of social media
0: exactly i don't want to be living my life through my phone's camera even though this podcast is called camera eats first (laughs) well this
1: is different i love (laughs) taking photos of food but like there are like memories and moments Mm -hmm. that like i'm like oh no I'm not going you know, to take photos of those or I'm not going to document this so that somebody else can enjoy it and I'm not enjoying it in the moment.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes that does mean I eat the food first. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No.
1: Sometimes food comes first. Yeah. I just get too I think excited. that's a healthy relationship to have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of want to go back to specifically teen girls one the actual research that facebook has because again it's not research linking everybody to mental health issues it's specifically linking teen girls and i think it was something that like they found that one in three girls uh we make body image issues worse for one in three girls which is like oh my goodness
0: that is instagram the true bully and for the other like two in that three The body image stuff is still there it's just not being made worse or or like worse to the point where the teen girl
1: because it's teen girls that answered the survey worse to the point that the teen girls feel like it is because there are some people that might not realize that instagram is making their self-esteem and their body image worse yeah because like i'm definitely one of those people when i was younger that didn't really realize the effect like media in general had Until later on, you start like, oh, that's why I struggle with my body.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were probably getting that influence mostly from TV, right? Yeah, MTV. Yeah. And then it was
1: something like, there was another number that really shocked me. Okay, of the research participants who experienced suicidal thoughts, 13% of British teens and 6% of American teens directly linked it linked their interest to killing themselves to Instagram like specifically stated Instagram not social media Instagram like
0: that that number and that concept is almost like hard to wrap your head around that the an an app is having that intense of an experience on a teen girl on, on anybody
1: yeah it's not just I look in the mirror and I'm like oh I don't i wish i was skinnier i wish i was this i wish i was this it was it's literally wanting to take your own life because of this app
0: and they're not doing anything about it not
1: to diminish anybody who looks in the mirror and says i don't like my body that is a terrible thought to
0: also have yeah yeah no matter what age or gender you are or anything
1: yeah so some it was the number exact numbers 32 percent of teenage girls reported that instagram made them have worse body image honestly i feel like if anything was producing that high of an impact on kids we would be doing
0: something about it because of how they treat advertising for kids
1: well they just like there's so like a kid can't be in the front seat of a car until they're 12 years old like there's just so many rules around protecting children rightfully so their children they can't protect themselves most of the time that like like there's certain rules at schools where you have to be somebody registered with the school in order to pick up a kid from school. You have to be like not just anyone could go pick up a kid from school. Like there's rules specific to all of these things. That like these like these numbers are huge. It's not like, oh, one random girl had suicidal thoughts. It's no, it's one in 3. Like if there's a classroom with 30 kids in it, pretending they're all teenage girls, 10 of them are having like are having worse body image
0: because of an app. Yeah. And so that is on. Should that be on the app to regulate that somehow or is there like a higher power that needs to come in and regulate these platforms to some extent?
1: I mean i personally think it's both i think apps i think companies brands all that should be responsible enough to not want to do damage to people unnecessary damage like you can help regulate this but i'm also not naive enough to know that companies will do anything that will harm their profits so i think at this point government like that's the point of government is to protect and do what's in the collective best interest and if one in three girls are having Worse body image if it seems like it's in the collective best interest to control social media a little bit
0: yeah i saw one article that compared like facebook and social media to almost like you could compare it to like an addiction or like a substance that can be abused and so does the fda need to come in and regulate that and then it got into the discussion well is the fda the right body to regulate that or do we need like something specifically like a an FDA for mental health to regulate these things like because all these platforms and everything is so new and really a different beast than advertising or every other kind of media
1: it's never been in the pot in the palm of your hand before (laughs) yes
0: it's never been this much we we need something new something more to support this to get a handle on this it's and it's also moved so fast. So much has happened so quickly that we almost don't even know all of the impacts it's going to have. We also aren't doing anything about it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We're just starting to see the impacts.
0: This is all still so new.
1: I think we're at a point where finally we're at a... There's a generation that kind of lived most of their childhood through social media. Uh, and they're now probably in like their early 20s or... A little younger so we're starting to see the like longer term impacts but like we still it's just just started question do you think there should be a uh age requirement for social media
0: yes but how do you
1: for users and posters right yeah
0: i agree how do you regulate that facebook has always had that you always had to put in your but birthday you can lie about right your birthday. But yeah, yeah what was stopping anything? i think the only
1: thing that would stop is you having to like upload some sort of like form of id yeah which like is there any other app that has an age restriction that's doing it successfully
0: no i can't think of like even if you go onto a website to view alcohol you have to be like oh yes i am illegal drinking check this box trust me (laughs) you know like they're putting that out there but
1: yeah that is a form of regulation the fact that it's almost like in your face you have to remind people hey you're supposed to be 19 not that that ever stopped a teenager from doing something that they shouldn't do <laughs> yeah i think there needs to be rules i don't know how you enforce rules on a digital in a digital space i have no answers but like also that's not our job to have the answers like this is why we need to have more research into mental health on What are the key things? That's why we need to have like, like you mentioned, like, should you have a team dedicated to protecting people's mental health in all areas, not just social media? It's like wild to say that we're still in a place where mental health still isn't taken seriously and still isn't considered like mainstream health. So like, we're I feel like we're so far off from anything. (laughs)
0: Because I think right now with mental health, too, there's these dividing thought processes for it where people think, oh, it's just a bigger problem now because of social media. But What I think it actually is, is that we're hearing more about it because people talk about it on social media. Like there's somewhere to talk about it. It's always been a big problem. It's just never been recognized. But you have those people who are like, "Mm, this seems like it's just all of a sudden happening a lot. And I don't know if that's legit or not.
1: Yeah. My favorite is when people are like, it seems like every millennial just has anxiety and depression and like all this stuff. It's like, okay, why are you inclined to not believe that?
0: yeah look what look what they're having to live through, and how do you know that that wasn't always around for previous generations? They just couldn't talk about it or didn't have the words to talk about it. It just
1: like it wasn't a thing to talk about or you don't yeah, you didn't have the right words because mental health wasn't a used word all around. So I don't know it's i don't get it <laughs> and i i just don't understand everyone's first instinct to, to just discount what people are saying mm-hmm. like if a bunch of people are coming out saying hey i'm struggling or hey i have depression or whatever it is why is your first instinct to be like oh that's a lot of people that say they have this it can't be true mm-hmm. i think you're just you know being sensitive <laughs> why is that your first
0: instinct why are you gaslighting me
1: yeah but like i just i will never understand why that's anybody's first like i think if people started coming out and being like hey like if it was a physical health thing yeah and a bunch of people were like i have cancer or i have this no one be like oh this cancer is coming out of nowhere i don't know if that's true
0: well unless it's a woman then they might say that first (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah unless it's a woman experiencing a heart attack (laughs) (laughs) but like like it's just like it's i just like don't understand why people can't understand that your mind has health. There's no person in this world who hasn't experienced bad mental health in their life, whether they realize it or not, whether they have the right words to express it. I truly believe there's nobody in this world who hasn't experienced bad mental health at a point in their life. So like, that's what, like, it's something that, like, not everyone can relate to having cancer. Not everyone can relate to having, insert any physical illness or disease here, but everyone can relate to this. And that's like, that's why I don't understand how it's not more widely accepted and understood.
0: I don't know. And when in the article that talked about needing like a mental health FDA type thing, they were talking like not necessarily about the platforms themselves, but about the algorithm because of the fact that the we know the algorithm is based on Facebook, and Instagram, knowing how to trigger those systems in your brain, they're like, oh, give me more.
1: Well, it's designed to be addictive. Ex-
0: exactly why the FDA has been mentioned, right? So do we regulate the algorithm or do we regulate the platform and how do you regulate the algorithm so that it <laughs> protects? Does it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing because like we regulated cigarettes and what can go into them and who they can be marketed towards and all this stuff because they're an addictive and dangerous product like to me okay so we talked about this the instagram guy had that really ridiculous analogy of cars are dangerous but we don't question cars like there's risk to driving a car but we don't question cars i view social
0: we're not going to take cars away
1: yeah social media like i think it was something like the benefits outweigh the risks or whatever which i don't believe is true i think this society would get just as ahead without social media <laughs> like i'm not saying there isn't good on social media i don't know if the good outweighs the risks of
0: social media that that's such a bigger question about communication in the digital age but um
1: so like he had that ridiculous quote equating cars to social media which makes absolutely no sense i honestly think the better equivalent which wouldn't have proved his point is cigarettes to social media it's both something that nobody actually needs like you you don't need to have social media to get through life I mean society has changed to the point where social media is a pretty big force now and that like if you're not on social media you're kind of weird (laughs) and like people like kind of expect you to be on it and all this stuff so it's changed a little bit but like if you think of the actual idea of it no one needs social media in their life
0: and no one needs cigarettes. And no one needs
1: cigarettes. But you do it because you like it, because it's addicting, because it's insert reason here. No one, Just the same way as no one needs alcohol. But you do it. But both of those, the difference is both alcohol and cigarettes are regulated <laughs> to reduce the risk as much as possible without taking away some people's freedoms, which I understand. Yeah.
0: Which, like, there's no store or person that can ID someone to stop them from opening Instagram and doing these things so does it or is it going to fall in the hands of let's say people who are posting content to be like because you know how on YouTube when you upload a video it says is this video made for kids and you only check yes if it's like actually made for kids you're not saying is this appropriate for kids you're saying is it made for kids
1: like did i make this with the intent of 12 year olds watching it only
0: (laughs) exactly so do we need something like that on somewhere like instagram so that when a creator checks that it's not going to end up in some 12 year olds algorithm feed do we know is there a penalty for not
1: checking that accurately like, what if somebody was creating, like, like, there are some terrible children content on YouTube, dark children's content, which is technically made for children. <laughs> so, like, what if someone checks that and it's, like, a terrible piece of content, whether it's made for children or not? Is there a penalty to the creator for it? Do you know? If, like, the algorithm figures it out? Yeah. yeah
0: or if somebody reports them, I would guess the video would get taken down and I'd maybe if you're a repeat offender, you get in trouble. I don't know. <laughs>
1: That's the thing, though, is I feel like it's such a, like, I don't know how people are using that button. I know how we're using it because we, our videos are not made for children. Yeah, why,
0: how else would we use it?
1: (laughs) But, like, I don't know how everybody else, like, I don't know the success of that implementation.
0: Right. But, so, yes, they have it, but is it working?
1: Yeah. I feel like it's a very cool thing to see vanity-wise. You're like, oh, they're doing something. But do we even know if it works? I wonder. Like, I'm willing to believe that it doesn't as much as it sh- as we should be trying to regulate things. Like, maybe it changes some. Like, I know we also can't comment on videos that have children in them now, right? People are getting creepy in the comments. But also, like, even, like, family channels are trying to find ways around that. Like, people, people want strangers to comment on their children, apparently. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but, like... We don't actually have any proof that that's not just a vanity measure.
0: You're right. But it's better than no measure.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. It should still be doing something. Yeah. I
0: feel like that's the starting point, And then we need to go from there and keep working on that process.
1: Yes. But I, I do wish that things like when things like that happen where it's like we're putting this button not to better the product necessarily in any way. Like it doesn't it's just to keep people safer on the product is i think that needs to be backed up with is it actually working like the company should have to publicly share insight on whether that button is working or not because that's in the interest of public safety instead of like i don't need to know how youtube's algorithm works but tell me how if this button's actually making an impact and helping people manage stress on your platform
0: so then that that's where it kind of becomes it's on the platform and it's on some kind of body of regulators right the platform the body of regulators tells the platform you need to have this feature it needs to be implemented like this so you know
1: every year you need to do like research into it and then yes
0: that's the other side the platform then has to actually report the results and show what they're how they are keeping track of it to that body of regulators like it has to go both ways and that's how someone keeps track of it
1: because like for all we know that button's there and it does nothing but I think a good way to end this, and we've talked about this in the past, is like how we manage stress on social media and body image and self-esteem and any kind of mental health impact of social media. Not that we're our professionals in managing stress or mental health. God, but... no. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but we can offer what we try and do and what seems to work at least in moments.
0: Um, the only thing that's coming to my mind is to close the app. <laughs>
1: Devin has nothing.
0: Yeah, I think, do you have any, though,
1: any tips for how you make, like, if you still want to use it, like, instead of just getting off the app, while you use the app, do you have any safeguards in place to make sure that while you use the app, your self-esteem and your uh, mental health is at least more protected than you just going through the app?
0: I think the way I treat let's call them the big three, like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are the three apps I use the most every day. So when I get onto one of the platforms and I notice my mood shifting or I know my mood is already kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling great today. there I'll be like, today is not the day I need Instagram. It's making me feel worse about this thing. So I'll be like, maybe I just go on Instagram less or maybe I only seek out the few creators that, you know, Feel like a safe space to me, and will make me feel okay. So if I feel like I can't be on the platform, I'll go to a different one. So I'll go to Twitter, and sometimes it's Twitter that I'm escaping, and I'm like, let me just go to Instagram where things are not doom scrolly over there a little bit, right? And then TikTok is kind of that in between where I'll get on it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good, and I'm like, I don't feel good anymore. What did you do? And then I have to get off TikTok. And I notice when there are weeks where I spend a lot of time on TikTok, there's also those are also the weeks where I'm down a lot more.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I think is important to do, uh, just like you would clean out your fridge every month, clean out your Instagram or your social media wherever you follow people, make sure the people you're following still impact you in a positive way.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, that's huge for Instagram and Twitter too. I think. On Twitter, you can kind of get more things snuck into your feed that you're not necessarily following because it'd be like, this person liked this or something like that.
1: That's one of the things that I think Instagram has over other platforms is that it only shows you people you're following for the most part. So you can really control what you're seeing. Yeah.
0: Although I do think that when they talk about the concerns for younger users, they are looking a lot at that explore page. Because that explore page is is the algorithm going to work, right? It knows, for me, it's a lot of cake decorating because it knows what I look at.
1: <laughs> for me, it's like, I don't know where this came from. It's a lot of pregnancy announcements,
0: oh. like a lot. Catherine, I don't know where that would come from. You look at baby <laughs> content a lot.
1: <laughs> but like, it's just like, I was like, I don't think I actively seek this out. But like, apparently I do. <laughs> The algorithm is telling me what I didn't realize about myself.
0: Yeah. So I feel like the explore feed is where you really see what the algorithm thinks of you. The data they have on you. Yeah, I don't know about on Instagram, but on TikTok, it feels like you can feel that algorithm a lot faster and a lot more intensely to the point where I'll be like, okay, I am retraining you right now. I'm going to watch that cat video three times so you stop showing me these other videos I don't like, you know? Whereas with Instagram, I don't really do that. I'll just leave. Interesting. Is there a reason you don't just leave TikTok? TikTok. I mean, I do that too, but I'll be like, well, I know I can train this feed, this for you page to be more of what I want, and then I'll enjoy it more. Though
1: it feels like TikTok is more addicting in that sense. A hundred
0: percent it is. I mean,
1: I know it's the new things, so ten- the new things tend to get a lot of attention initially too, but like, I I personally think right now TikTok is more addicting than Instagram. Oh,
0: a hundred percent, yes. Because I, I run out of good content on Instagram so fast, you know?
1: Yeah, because it only shows you what you follow. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> Unless I go into like scrolling through Reels, then maybe I'll get in there a little bit longer, but not like TikTok. And I don't know if this is the same on everybody's phone across all devices, but when I'm on TikTok, I actually can't see the time bar on my phone. So I don't know what time it is. Oh my goodness. So I don't know how long I've been on the app.
1: Wait, I'm going to look at this. <laughs> I yeah, I noticed that,
0: that a couple weeks ago. I was like, is that why? or is that contributing to it?
1: Oh, no, I know I yeah, I still see my time bar. So it must be an Apple thing.
0: Yeah, there's nowhere on the page when I'm in TikTok where I can see what time it is.
1: Oh, that's scary.
0: That's why sometimes when I close the app I'm like, "Oh my god, that was 40 minutes." Oh my
1: god. That's honestly that's what I'm trying to manage now. Is time on app that it's just so like it's so much. It's I don't why is it so hard to put a phone down? How does it
0: do that? Yeah.
1: Like, this is the thing that I was talking about this with my parents, too, is we are grown-ass adults who actively know the dangers of social media and the impacts it has and what social media does, but we still get sucked into it. Like, imagine trying to be a
0: 12-year-old and manage all that. Yeah. And I don't know, too, if part of that has been... A side effect of the pandemic too because we've been so isolated from other people and other connections like that I feel like we might be turning to these platforms to get that feeling again like I know that that's true for me right because I'm like ah I'm bored i got no one to talk to let me just scroll and pretend that these are like pretend like it's an interaction like that I think that is contributing to how people are using social media this past year I don't
1: think that's true for me (laughs) because also like i didn't really start getting into tiktok until like three or four months ago so it wasn't even the start of the pandemic really like i learned about it at the beginning even but...
0: like twitter there'll be people that i follow i'm like oh yeah oh that's what happened with them today like you feel like you're catching up with a friend in a way but you don't know that person
1: no not at all
0: they're just they keep showing up on your feed a lot because they tweet a lot to be honest
1: most of my friends don't really use social media a
0: lot no but that's the thing they're not an actual friend
1: No, but even, like, if I'm thinking of my real in-life, like, actual friends in real life, most of them don't use social media that much. Or they do, like, what we do and it's posting once every year. So, like, it's, like, wild that, like, we still have those feelings because most of our actual in-real-life friends don't really use social.
0: But I think for me, too, it's because it wasn't necessarily... That I was losing contact with my actual friends, but I was losing those little random interactions with acquaintances or just people you might be passing by, you know? Like, I just wasn't getting to see many different kinds of people compared to what I used to. And social media has all that. Interesting. So... I, I don't know. Am I am I the only one here who is experienced?
1: No, you're definitely not the only one. I just did not experience that. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm in the minority here. <laughs> I think most people probably had that same thing where they kind of miss those little interactions. I think one of the reasons maybe I didn't is that those little interactions still kinda of happened for me, like with my The workplace that I was at when the pandemic started, we did like little video lunches together every month or so. We were on Slack messaging kind of all the time. And like we have an Instagram group and all that kind of stuff. So like we still were kind of talking to each other a lot. The people that I saw kind of every day. And like there was a ton of meetings. (laughs) So like I still kind of heard people's voices a lot. So maybe that's why I didn't get as affected or maybe I just don't care maybe I'm just actually truly that big of an introvert
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't yeah I really don't know because it's it's those people that like I wouldn't really consider us friends but like I enjoy interacting with them kind of thing so I don't know it's a weird place we're all in
1: but we did kind of veer off of tips (laughs) can you tell we have none
0: (laughs) I don't have any tips I don't I'm actively trying to Figure out my social media usage. I
1: think it's also kind of, I think one of the things that, and like I could be doing more of too, is so setting boundaries, obviously. Getting off the app sometimes. Even if it means like between this hour and this hour, I am not, I'm not on my phone. I'm doing something other than my phone. It can be anything. It could be taking a nap could be making dinner it could be whatever like setting kind of times away from it that you're like so that your phone isn't always at kind of like arm's reach like one of the things that I think is really helpful to me is that I don't always carry my phone on me like it's not always in my pocket I usually keep it on my desk so if I get up to go make dinner it's still on my desk and it's not like an arm's reach away so that while I'm cooking I'm scrolling or anything like that Uh, So not always having it on you, I think is helpful. But I think one of the most helpful things you could do for yourself is if you start to get overwhelmed and you start thinking you need a break, like actually sit down and think about why. Like, don't just be like, oh, I'm off social media. I'm on a break. Like, actually take a minute and be like, okay, what was it that made me feel this certain way? How can I make sure, like, how can I improve that? Do I need to unfollow this person? Was it a specific post? Was it a couple? Like, how can I change it so that when I go back on the app in an hour or tomorrow, I'm not at the end of the day being like, oh, I need a break again.
0: It's like actually recognizing those feelings
1: yeah recognize what you feel and try and figure out like it's not always easy to figure out what it is but like think about be like okay what were the things that kind of led up to me feeling overwhelmed on this app and is there a way I can kind of mitigate that a little bit I think that's kind of the best thing that you can do for yourself like there's so much more other things that you can also do I think therapy is a great idea for a lot of people for most people I think there, I, this is coming from somebody who is not in therapy, but who have, who's always thought about going to therapy. I think therapy can be a very healthy thing. I think it should be something that is normalized and should be like, I think just like, I don't know how it works in other countries, but in Canada, just like you go to a doctor once a year to get a physical health checkup. I think you should be going to a therapist once or twice a year to just get a mental health check in. Be like, this is how I've been feeling.
0: Yeah. Make it more accessible for people.
1: Yeah, it should be covered by healthcare, at least here in Canada. I know healthcare is not the same in America. Um, like things like that should be accessible and should be normalized. No one should feel like an outcast for taking care of their mental health. Um, but, like, yeah, do kind of what makes sense for you, whether it's going to therapy, whether it's getting off and talking to a f- close friend that would be helpful or anything like that. Um, but I think personally like if you can't afford therapy or if you don't have the time for therapy though i would say urge you to try and make the time if you think you need it but if you are just in a part point where it's not really accessible to do things and to have somebody to talk to i think one of the best things you can do with yourself is actually sit in those feelings and kind of figure out what it means for you the impact it has on you and how you can help yourself not feel that way again
0: yeah yeah and that can be difficult to do on your own too depending on oh 100 percent, what place you are so if you don't feel like you can do that on your own without the support of a therapist or something like that i think the first two tips to like focus on those ones at least you know like clean out your feed try to do that limit your time if you can do that like do something else instead watch a movie pick up a book cook something draw something
1: I urge everybody to find a hobby that doesn't tie you into your phone. Like, again, it can't like it can be a screen hobby if it's watching a movie or playing a video game. I think those things are better than endlessly scrolling other people's personal lives.
0: They got they must be. Come on.
1: (laughs) So like find a hop find something that you enjoy that isn't doesn't rely on your phone use to be enjoyed. (laughs) I think everybody should have an outside the phone hobby. That's an accessible hobby that you could like do in like, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed. Let's put my phone down and let me go do something. It's not something that necessarily costs a lot of money and I need to go out of my way.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just other ways to occupy your time and attention because that's usually why you're on social media.
1: I would also like, again, I know it can be hard to not just like pick up your phone in those moments still. But I do think, correct me if I'm wrong, there are apps that exist where you can like block like time off where you're like you're not allowed to use certain apps so that you can still like I understand the need to have your phone with you if you go for a walk or something like this but like trying to see if there's like apps that can help you manage your mental health better because it is something that's hard to do on your own
0: for sure for sure hey I'm really bad at it over here (laughs) (laughs) hi me too (laughs) okay that was a bit of a heavier episode than usual wow we barely talked about food yet I'm still hungry
1: I'm starving. But
0: uh, because we do put out so much content on social media, we spend so much time on social media, I think these things are important to talk about and consider for ourselves and the work we're doing.
1: Yeah. I would also urge you, if you're a creator on the platforms, to really, really look into it because I think another really under-investigated impact is the creators themselves is the people who always think like they need to be posting every day. Um, So really, really take things into consideration. And don't feel like you need to post every day. Look at our Instagram account. We don't. Yep. (laughs) Maybe once a week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe in these end credits, we won't necessarily urge you to go check out any of our platforms. Go do something that brings you joy. Turn off your phone. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Turn off your phone.
1: Go make dinner go bake a cake if you're devin oh my gosh yes
0: <laughs> that is like one of the best ways that i get off social media is like
1: i'm gonna make a cake today
0: and then I won't be on yeah. my phone
1: <laughs> i think honestly those activities that you know takes like at least like 40 minutes to do so you have like a good break yeah but yeah go go do something fun
0: yeah and thanks for listening we hope that wherever you are whatever time it is that you're having a good day
1: yeah and a safe day Yeah.